Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Employees who are not motivated are intrinsically more likely to experience burnout. Only 15% of employees worldwide feel engaged. Did you hear me? 15, 1-5%. And there's a direct correlation between that motivation and the engagement. Is it possible that they don't buy into your purpose? You know, that's the ideas you have and your vision behind your company. Maybe. Today's guest, Sonia Shelton, will share the importance of purpose in an organization and how to uncover what is going on for a more impactful employee experience. She serves on the Forbes Coaches Council and is a certified master corporate executive coach through the Association of Corporate Executive Coaches. Sonia, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Absolutely. Well, let's let's take some time to get to know you a little bit better. So I know what you're doing now, but tell me about your history a little bit, how you got to where you are today. Yeah, I I started um, my career in journalism and ended up in employee communications down the road. And the last job that I had before starting executive leadership consulting is actually what led me to do what I do today. And and that is, I worked. I was the head of internal communications for the Walt Disney Company. And I was there at a really interesting time where nobody in my position experienced, had ever experienced what I experienced, and nobody in that position ever will again. And we had a member of the Disney family, Roy Disney, leading a shareholder revolt against our CEO at the time, Michael Eisner. So I worked for Disney during a time when... It was the best of the best cultures, right? Disney's known for that. Um, but I also worked there at a time when it was probably the worst of the worst. It was like it was like going through a divorce, oh. <laughs> you know, with somebody from the Disney family against our CEO. And I'm the head of internal communications globally and being told, you know, keep people focused on work and make sure that they understand this is still a great company and um, very, you know, political storm happening around me at the same time. And and a couple of things happened. So first, my leadership. With everything that was happening to our team and the pressure that we were under, my team gave me feedback that it wasn't a great place for them, right? Mm -hmm. And I recognized that as a leader, I was being impacted by my environment and I was doing things where I knew better. And it really developed this, you know, we shifted, right? And said, okay, we, we can create a bubble of how we operate within our team, like a microculture within our team, while this is all going on in the company so that we can keep it together and we can be an example um, for other teams as well, right? And so so we shifted, I shifted and, and we shifted how we work together, but it really gave me some empathy on what leaders go through when they're going through challenging times, right? Mm-hmm. Whether whether they're in a corporate environment or they're in a small business, they have their own company, right? That that we're all impacted by that environment and we all have challenging times. And probably the past few years, everyone has experienced some some example of that, right? So so I started to see, okay, well, 
if this is happening, how can we help leaders develop resilience in those times and then also create a culture that can withstand that? And so that's that's when I started executive leadership consulting and and really saw that focusing on purpose is the thing that's going to keep your roots strong. You know, like if you're imagining a tree, like your roots are strong and and dug into the earth while everything's blowing around in your business, um, you can still connect to your purpose and and get through almost any challenge. So first, I'd like to comment, you've clearly seen like a huge variation in um, employee satisfaction from yourself as an employee. I mean, you were a leader as well as an employee at that time, correct? Yeah, absolutely. So that's that's a... Wow. That's a wow story is all I can say. And from a from a very large, well-respected company. So purpose, you just said what we were we were planning on talking about anyway. So how do you define purpose? Yeah, we so we always start with why. So why do you do what you do? And we do this at every level, right? So looking at you as the individual leader or the business owner, why do you do what you do? How do you deliver on that why? How do you internally process information? How do you start to bring that why to life? And then what can other people expect from you? And then we do this at the individual leader level. We do it at the team level. Why does the team do what they do? You know, whether it's a leadership team, whether it's a functional team, um, how do they deliver on that? And what can other people expect from them? And then we do it at the company level, right? So why does this company exist? How do you deliver on that? Why? And what can others expect from you? And then you put those ingredients together and that really creates your purpose. Um, my, in, the, in the company version, we also include the who, right? So, so who do you do it for? Um, in addition to, the, to the, uh, the why, the how, and the what, it's a very simple process, and, but really gets people connected to what really drives them and motivates them. And then we take that purpose and link it to everything that they do in the organization from uh, what we call their plan, right? So that's their their vision, their strategy, their goals, their processes, so that we give we empower employees to question processes. Is this align our processes in alignment and supporting our purpose and our plan? Our positions. So, you know, who who what roles do we have? Who do we need to hire? How do we decide who to hire? How are we structured? How do we promote? All of those things are also connected to our purpose and our plan. And then finally, the fifth is passion, which is, you know, are we passionate about the company's purpose and where we're going and how we operate? Are we passionate? Am, am I passionate about my role in it? Right. So you you mentioned looking at it from the employee perspective as well as the organization perspective. We measure that. Like, are, are they passionate about their piece of it in that purpose? And do And do we trust each other? And so, how do, you, how so that's, do you measure it? I'm curious. So, yeah. So, so we we have um, a tool called the Employee Passion Survey that measures those three things. So it looks at um, we we see what are the elements that drive passion and and connection to the company's purpose, and and ask questions about um, you know what is what what is their level of passion for for the company. You know, do they like the company? Do they believe in what the company is doing? Do they feel um, respected? Do they feel like they understand their role? Are they clear about their role? Do they see consistency and alignment within 
the team, you know, within the company, within the team, do they feel valued, right? And and they do they understand how their role actually connects to the bigger picture? And then finally, the trust aspect. There's eight dimensions of trust that we met that we measure, uh, very comprehensive to see, you know, what is the element? How are they trusting each other, and and trusting management in the company? Okay, so you do these surveys, you pull all this data, you connect it together, then what? Um, and then we we do an action plan. So we we meet with the either the single leader, depending on the size of the company, right? It might be a single leader, it might be a leadership team. We take them through the results and we say, okay, so based on these results, here are our recommendations. Sometimes we um, we find that they don't have a purpose, right? And so we need to start all the way at square one, right? We need to develop the purpose um, and make it really clear. Maybe they sort of have it in their mind. They kind of have the essence of it, but they can't really explain it very well. So, so we help them through that process. Sometimes they have a very clear purpose, but they don't have a really clear vision. Maybe they're being reactive and working day to day, but they don't really have that long-term vision of where they want to go. Um, so we meet them where they are, right? And to say, say where what's what's happening. It might be in the individual leader, like I, as you know, as the business owner or as um, the leader in the organization, need to understand my own leadership style and and why I do what I do before I start thinking about the team or the company, right? So we just meet them where they are and where they want to start, and and we actually tailor a um, a plan based on on where they are and what they want to accomplish. So it sounds like it's a lot more along the lines of leadership development. It is, but we actually do uh, something a little bit different than leadership development. So, so we really look at strategy and culture. So, um, if you've ever heard the Peter Drucker quote, "Culture eats strategy for breakfast," <laughs> yeah, we I, I actually used to believe that. Um, but as I start, the more that I worked with organizations, the more I realized that wasn't true. That they actually have to have breakfast together, right? So, strategy is not more important than culture. Um, and culture is not more important than strategy. And when we lean more towards one or the other, we actually don't have high performance. So, so we we do do some leadership development, but yeah, we actually work with the companies to develop, make sure that they develop that vision, develop that strategy. What are the measures of that strategy? And we use the business strategy to to help them build a culture that's going to support that business strategy. Because at the end of the day, it's about growing your business, right? So, so it's not just you know, having happy people and good leaders, it's really about how can you have a high performing business so they have a job, you know, 10 years from now. Um, and and they can they can continue to grow with the company as the company grows, really being clear on what that business strategy is, and then creating a people strategy around that business strategy to make it happen. Okay. So you work with the whole organization, the employees as well. Can you give me an example of one of your success stories? Obviously, anonymizing the company. Yeah, yeah. We worked with, um, this is a really interesting story because we started working with them um, pre-pandemic and we helped them go through um, go through this whole process, right? We started with defining their purpose they were in this in this situation. So I'll explain the business situation they were in, where they their business was starting to decline because they had a lot of competition and they had differentiation, but clients weren't necessarily prioritizing that differentiation at the time. 
and they didn't really have like their own signature way of doing things, right? So they they had a differentiation, but they they didn't have something in place where they could say, this is our methodology and and this is why you want to choose to work with us versus versus other companies. So so we started with their strategy. And and um as we looked at their strategy, we realized they thought they had a purpose. And I thought they had a purpose, um, but then as we started getting into it, it wasn't really clearly defined. So we backed up a little bit and we looked at, let's, you have a purpose, but let's really clearly define it and then connect your strategy to that purpose. And then we worked with them to reorganize their team, to um, to help, you know, I was co- coaching the CEO and really helping him step into the next level of leadership of where he wanted to take the company, how he communicated with his team, how the team communicated with each other. We put me- metrics in place for the strategy. And then we d- we did, so we went through the strategy piece before we measured their culture, before we did the employee passion survey. Hmm. So we were doing all this work um, leading up to that and, and then say, okay, so now we have this in place. Let's see how the team is feeling about it, right? Like, are they connecting to these changes? Do they understand where we're going now? And um, and it it they had never done a culture survey before, but they had responses that were significant and the the kinds of they they didn't lose anybody. It, no nobody left the company during that time. Um, they hired a few people, and um, and then shutdown happened, and it was like okay. So now what do we do? How do we work now? Um, they had an office. Everyone worked in the office. And, and we actually worked with them to develop what is remote work going to look like? And, and when things started to open up, what is hybrid going to look like? And, and we, we used what we'd already built in the culture to say, how, how do we design this in a way that works for us and our business? Um, regardless of what people are saying is best practices or what we should be doing, how do we want to do it? And they came up with a very unique um, way of doing things. I've seen other companies adopt similar things since then, but but they right out of the gate knew we need to keep this momentum going and and create a culture that that withstand, withstood all of that. And their business actually continues to grow. I think they've they've um, so since 2020 they've doubled their business as a result of the strategy, and they they continue to have great retention and engagement with their employees. That's excellent. That's absolutely excellent. As a company that's uh, not completely worked from home and has been for probably a decade, um, yeah, that can be a challenge <laughs> working through that, you know, hybrid and or remote type culture because it, it is a little bit different. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, I'll share with you what they did that, that they actually um, we did a survey for everybody to say for everybody in the company, what do you want? Do you want to work from home? Do you want to come back to the office? Um, what are the obstacles of working from home? What are some things that we need to take into consideration if we're going to um, if we're going to work remotely? And they decided that most people liked working from home, and um, there are a few people who moved. So that was they would have had to leave if the if there was a mandate to return to the office. And um and so what they decided to do was have a, keep their office, have fully remote. Anyone could call a meeting for in person with a week's notice. 
the budget was there if people needed to fly in. Um, so, so if they needed to get together, anyone could call that meeting. And then every month they had one week set aside where the whole company was together in the office. And that's when they, with the leadership team had their strategy meetings, when they had department team meetings and they, and they really focused on planning and, and, you know, coming together to have those conversations they needed to have as a team. And that schedule was sent out for the entire year. So there was no vacations during that time. Everybody knew in advance for the whole year, these are, these are the days that we're in the office. And it has worked so well for them where they feel like they're still connected. They're, they're still making progress in, in coming together. And yet they still have this flexibility of working from home and, um, and, and having that freedom as well. That's excellent. You had, so you talked about working within established teams. I'm wondering if any of these practices and strategies sort of fold over into the recruitment process. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so um, so one of the things that that we help companies do is get really clear about, about that purpose and about their values and how they operate, right? So, so we do that in a combination of the purpose and plan and then they can talk about what is our why? How do we operate um, in the interview? So, so for example, I'll just share mine, right? So, so, um, so my why is that I believe success happens when I partner with other people and work together to make a bigger impact. And how I do that is by finding better ways and sharing them. And ultimately, what I deliver are simple solutions. So. When I interview somebody, I say, this company is all about impact because my personal why as the founder of the company is very much connected to the why of the company, right? That's just how it works, right? So um, so I say, we're, we're here to make an impact and we're always looking for better ways of doing things. So that means if you're looking for a company that is very stable and predictable and doesn't change very much, this isn't it. What it's like to work here. <laughs> is that we're always changing things. We're always looking for what our clients need. We will we will tear things down and build back up if that's what they need. And um, it, it can, you know, for some people who don't like that constant disruption, it's not a good place for them. And that's fine, right? Mm -hmm. But we're able to share that. Um, and, and I say that in, in the interview, like, it's fine. If that's not what you want, let's, let's, let's just put that on the table, right? And, and, um, one of the things that I say is, you know, clarity polarizes and that's good, right? If they know if they're in and they know if they're out right up front before they, you know, at the in the interview, before they even get an offer or take the job, they can say, yes, this, this is um, in alignment with the kind of place I want to work or nope, that's not what I want. I agree. I, I totally agree with that. We have a why statement too. It's that we believe in small businesses as well as the individuals and families they support. And so, I mean, that tells candidates from the beginning that, you know, if you're looking to potentially partner with Target or eBay or whatever, we're probably not the company for you because we're not targeting those businesses. So, yes, I, I agree with that statement all the way. You have a master class yeah. that talks about creating your dream team. Can you tell me about it? Yes. So the, the process that I talked about earlier, starting with purpose, we call that red thread leadership. So we take the red thread of purpose and we run that through everything that you do as a business. Then we call it the five P's, right? So, so your purpose, 
your plan, your processes, your positions, and passion, which is what we call culture. And so in the masterclass, what I do is I, ta- I take, th- take you through what is each of the five Ps, how, how do you develop those in your organization, and what are some examples of successful companies that have done this well? So, so I take you through, you know, case study of how, you know, how do they develop the purpose? What is their purpose? How do they bring that to life? You know, the same thing with their plan, you know, creating a a really powerful vision. What are some examples of really powerful visions? And, and so I go through that whole, that whole part in um, masterclass. It's about an hour and um, it's on demand. So anybody can see it. It's free. And, and you can start to develop red thread leadership within your own organization. Perfect. And how can our listeners find that masterclass? Very simple. Just go to redthreadleadership.com. Okay. And is how do they connect with you? So reaching uh, us is, is for me, is very easy also. Um, we have everything on our website for executive leadership consulting. And our URL is executiveleader.com. So links to LinkedIn, to all of our social pages. Um, you can email email uh, us through there that will get to me personally if you, if you want to reach out to me. Um, we have lots of resources on their articles. Um, other webinars besides the Red Thread Leadership Masterclass, you know, that that are, uh, if you're looking, if you're having any leadership challenges, you'll probably find an answer somewhere on our blog that, that'll give you some advice on that. Perfect. You have been an excellent guest today. I will make sure that all of those links and information are in our show notes so that people can find you. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. I really enjoyed our conversation. It went by so fast. It did. <laughs> <laughs> Great information though. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.